0: Hey, what's going on? Who that nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I have a very special guest on the State of the Saints podcast. I have former offensive line, Super Bowl champion, and the voice of the New Orleans Saints, yes. Zach Street. Thank you very much for taking a part in the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you, Zach.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Looking forward to uh having a reason to talk about football finally
0: that's yeah cool. thank you I mean training camp just kicked off today uh you know a lot of pictures are being put up right now a lot of fans and who that nation are excited about it uh I, my, that's my first question for you I want to talk a little bit about training camp uh Sean Payton uh created a bubble uh, for his team uh this training camp due to COVID-19 I want to know what are your thoughts about Sean Payton creating that bubble and do you think it, it will be effective
1: well, I do. I mean, I, I do for camp, you know, and the, the only issue with the bubble is that the bubble goes away when the season starts. And I think that's always kind of been the concern is, uh, you know, how does how does how does it work once that's over? Right. Um, you know, there's a couple of things I think are really interesting. I think the bubble's a great idea. I think it's the right thing to be doing. And quite honestly, it's not any different than a normal training camp.
0: Right.
1: And that's one of the things I found really strange about this whole situation is, uh, when people were asking about, you know, there being a football season and, you know, how do you do training camp? I kept saying, training camp's easy. Training camp's a bubble anyways. <laughs> right? I got people knocking on my door, make sure I'm in my room at, at 11 o'clock at night,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: I'm a little kid, right? I'm <laughs> 30 years old and people are knocking to see if I'm in bed. Right. Um, you know, that camp is easy, but, you know, with the negotiations that happened with the PA for, and I really don't understand why mm-hmm. they essentially made it illegal to make that Kind of bubble structure mandatory, oh, wow. um, and so you know it's been an opt-in thing. Now you know I, I, you really tip your hat to the to the the Saints for you know going to a really nice hotel in downtown New Orleans in the right. and um, having a beautiful facility and guys now having you know very comfortable beds and they've got room service and all the amenities that. You know, you would want to have in a situation like that. So I think it's great for now. I think they'll it'll be effective throughout training camp. The big question is how do you manage it once guys, um, you know, are, are are not are no longer in that situation.
0: Right. However,
1: when you look at a team that's went ten days without a positive test, at least without a positive confirmed test, have had two false positives um, come up. But you know, half those guys aren't in that bubble, right? And so I think it is uh, – it's encouraging um, when you talk about the ability to do that for the, the course of a season mm-hmm. that as of right now they haven't run into issues. Now they will. Right. right? They, they will. And and that's the, the issue with, with how this virus spreads is you go from zero to ten in a hurry mm-hmm. um, and end up in a, in a more dire situation. But, um, you know, I think it's encouraging right now really the NFL, you know, throughout the league i think it's done a really good job in in managing it thus far yeah. the testing protocol is extensive yeah. um and i think you know they're talking about point of care testing now which will only help to to improve that so um you know i think everybody's very positive right now but but also you know to sit there and say hey we got it you know we, we know that we can do it is, is pretty premature uh, yeah, absolutely. I know a lot
0: of people, you know, um, are, are very happy about some of the things that are going on right now as far as, um, you know, protocol. Nobody seems to be contracting it. But like you said, there is a huge concern. But I have heard some reports about, you know, some teams are kind of, you know, following the, the same structure. You know, even players actually creating bubbles among themselves to try to keep themselves safe. But uh, training cap did kick off. And um, I think one thing is, uh, you know, that we have to focus on, is the offensive line battle. The Saints in the first round, they drafted Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan. And, of course, you have Eric McCoy, who plays center, and they said that they possibly could have a, a battle on the offensive line between those two. Uh, Do you think that Cesar Ruiz will end up being the starting center this season, or will they shift him to guard until he gets uh, a little bit more familiar with the center position?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think I it's going to be really hard. You know, here's the reality: they put helmets on today for the first time, right? Right. So uh, there has been no real football, and and no real ability for those guys to work on the timing of that. And uh, there's a lot to it. You know, it's not just the quarterback in the center. It's is it timed up correctly to the guards, to the tackles. You know, you got two veteran tackles um, in 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 Ryan Ramcheck and Tron Armstead who are jumping that snap count. They have an expectation when that ball is leaving. It was something that that quite honestly. Um, you know, they struggled with last year as they brought Eric McCoy into the mix. Right. Uh, you'd sit there and watch early camp practices and there's four linemen going and there's a guy still holding the ball on the ground. So, <laughs> you know, it, it was not real, real clean last year. Right. Um, you know, you tip your cap to Eric for getting there. Mm. Um, but it took reps and, and reps are going to be the thing that's difficult. So I really, you know, maybe Caesar walks in and, and, and has it day one, maybe he does, right? Every guy's different. Um, but if he doesn't, I think they're real comfortable playing him at guard right. for a season, letting um, him get a grasp of everything. They're very happy with how Eric McCoy played at center last year. It was, this move had nothing to do with their perception of Eric as a center. Um, I think it has more to do with their, um, their belief that Eric can play guard as well at a high level, and he is more of kind of a, a – He's a grappler, right? He's a, he's a real grinder. He's a physical kid. He's really tough the point of attack. I think they feel good about him at guard as well. And, you know, they had an opportunity to get the, the top interior offensive lineman in college, in their opinion, you know, in the slot they were at. And so they took right. Cesar and said, hey, we're not going to run into problems having too many good linemen. <laughs> but listen, they've also got guys, you know, who are veterans who are going to be battling for that guard spot as well. And right. that job is a long way from being – you know Ruiz is on day one. Right. You know he's not going to be working in with the ones at the beginning. They're gonna have. To, he's gonna have to earn that spot. And um, you know there there's a, a group of veteran offensive linemen that are trying to win that job. And and it's going to be a battle for him to to do it in a short amount of time as he's going to have.
0: Right. Yeah. I think it's going to be a, a huge battle. I I, th- I like uh Caesar Ruiz a lot. You know I know he had a, a really uh, good college career. Um, Didn't really give up any holding calls. I think he said the only call he ever had was the illegal man downfield. So that's that's positive of him coming into the NFL. But I do want to ask you one more question about the offensive line before we move on. Uh, someone that uh, you mentored, Ryan Ramchick, he entered the NFL top 100 for the fir- for the first time. I want to know, what do you think about the development of Ryan Ramcheck and, you know, how he has developed as a player?
1: Yeah, he, and he's still underrated. So you know, it's um, you know, I, my my opinion of Ryan Ramchuck is about as high as it gets. Um, he's got some not only physical talents, but but almost um, he, he, the way that Ryan Ramchek can learn, the way that he can take coaching and apply it to the field, um, his ability to his level of humility, his desire to get better—they're really unique attributes that he has. It's he's elite in those areas. Um, you know, a lot of guys, you know, this was one something that I really had a struggle with was I knew I had to do something a certain way. You know, my foot had to be in this position I had to do. You know, my hand placement had to be here, but it took me forever physically to get it there. Ryan Ramchek comes out of a play as a rookie and you'd be like, hey, you know, I drop that step another four inches. It'll give you a better angle to your aiming point. And he'd do it the next rep. Wow, and it would never—it's <laughs> like unbelievable that he was so good at taking coaching and applying it to the field. So I think um, Ryan's Ryan's ceiling has not been met yet, um, and and he he kind of pairs that with a lot of really talented physical skills. Right. Um, you know, I think he, he's every bit the equal of Teron Armstead, and I think there's a reason that why they are commonly referred to as the best tackle duo in the NFL, and I think they deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ryan
0: Ramchick is the best right tackle in football. And I, I think I've been saying that for a while. It's unfortunate that he doesn't get the, the respect and the recognition he deserves, but he's, he's definitely the best in my book. Uh, I want to move forward and talk a little bit about uh, Alvin Kamara. Um, he had an interview a couple of days ago, and he, he told the media that he was dealing with injuries throughout the season. Um, I think it started in the Jacksonville Jaguar game. turned out he had an MCL issue. So I just wanted to know, what do you think about Alvin Kamara and what do you think you'll see for him this 2020 campaign?
1: You know, there's a couple of things. First of all, you know, you always – it's always a speculation, right? You always have to speculate on it. But it was pretty blatantly obvious that Alvin was not the same player after that football game. Um, and And there's two things I take away from it that I find incredibly promising. One, Alvin Kamara wanted to be a part of that football team – He wanted to continue to grind it out. He wanted to go and play at 75% effectiveness um, because it gave his team the best chance to win. So you've got a great teammate, a guy that's doing the things the way that you want them done, and and let's not fool ourselves at a position where one half year of down productivity Mm -hmm. is going to cost you money if you can't replace it. And so, you know, for a running back to do that in this day and age, is pretty selfless and yeah. and I think it speaks a lot to Alvin Kamara's character. Um I think it speaks a lot to the type of teammate that he is and it also, you know, when you think back before that football game, Alvin Kamara was the most dominant running back in football. Yeah. For four games of the season last year. I mean, you go back and watch the Seattle game and and watched and and listen to the comments coming out of that defense after that game of like We had no idea what that guy was, right? I mean, we really underestimated him. Um, And so I think what it gives you a lot of of hope and promise for is you got a guy that's about the right things. He's doing things the right way. And if he can get healthy uh, this offseason like he feels he is um, and turn around and not have an injury situation, which is what happened to him last year, it's not like he's just breaking down. He had an injury happen. You know, if it's back to 100 percent, you've again got one of the top running backs in football. Um, you know, back in, back into your lineup.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I knew for, you know, from what I seen last season, I mean, it, something just wasn't right, but I, I will say, I agree with what you just said about um, Alvin Kamara being selfless. I mean, the fact that he is up for a contract, I mean, he could have easily like went out there and reaggravated something or even hurt something even worse. And that probably could have affected his contract negotiation. So the fact that he decided to go back out there uh, I I have nothing but more respect for Alvin Kamara than I did before. Uh yep. finally finally I want to ask you about uh someone that that you protected for a very long time, quarterback Drew Brees. Uh in the offseason, uh, he kind of changed up his workout. Uh you know, he he seemed like he's throwing the ball with a little bit more zip, throwing it down the field. Oh uh, What is it about Drew Brees that makes him so special as a quarterback? That he at at age forty one, he's still trying to find ways to become better. Uh, I think we have some technical difficulties here with Zach Streets. He he froze up for us. Uh, Hello. See. See if we can bring him back in. He has some technical difficulties here with uh offensive lineman, voice of the New Orleans Saints, Zach Streif. We'll try to bring him back in uh, once we get uh everything straight, man. But thank y'all very much for checking out uh this interview with uh, Zach Streif. Uh hopefully we can get him back in, man. But uh in the meantime, uh let's see if uh let's see. Who's in here? Special shout out to Jared Poor. I see Ace in the building. Brian is here. Uh Dave. Yeah, man. Uh, very interesting stuff with uh you no know, Zach Street. You know, uh he, he touched on a lot of things. I wanted to get his uh, opinion on Drew Brees. I know he knows a a thing or two about Drew Brees, man. I mean, we know about you know, when he made his retirement speech, he talked a little bit about Drew Brees. Uh, he talked a little bit about how much Drew Brees meant to him, you know, as a quarterback. So I'm pretty sure, you know, he, he probably has a lot to say um, about, you know, Drew Brees and, you know, the way that he actually, you know, plays the game and how he approached the game. But uh, hello. Hello? we lost power. Sorry. Okay. No, no, no. It's OK. <laughs> it's OK. okay. Yeah. We, we, we.
1: Our, our power went out here my, my router disappeared so i uh, i apologize for that and now i got all kinds of silly stuff going on um yeah i'm sorry uh so listen drew the thing that's really interesting to me about drew that's kind of fascinating um as a as a observer is his ability um his his ability to continue pushing to get better at that age is really kind of fascinating. Yeah. It, it really goes against human nature, right? Like yeah. you would think Drew Brees is an expert at throwing a football. At some point you stop trying to throw it better. Right. Um, <laughs> and that's not who he is, right? And it's just – it's it's how he got to where he is. And I think he believes strongly in that process. And, you know, part of that is is surrounding yourself with experts in the offseason that can get you um, into a better place. And, and I certainly know – from you know getting to a point in my career where you start getting older and you start looking for edges, um, he's so far past even where that was. Um, at, and I also you know believe that in that process he finds real answers. Right. You know it's not baloney. It's not like oh I, I'm gonna just say that I feel better and maybe I'll feel better. I think you really can uh, in today's day and age push the limits of what your body can do at particular ages, and he's really found ways to continue, um, you know, to improve himself. And, right. you know, and with that goes the adaptability of your skill set and what it is. So, you know, we've seen Drew over the last few years, not be able to drive the ball down the field as effectively as he did earlier in his career. There's no doubt about that. Right. Um, but how did he combat that? Well, he combated it by completing 74% of his passes mm-hmm. um, and, and putting the ball in his playmaker's hands and moving the ball down the field, you know, at the end of the day, That's the goal, right, is to move the ball down the field and score points. He's done those things, you know, effectively. And yet in the back of his mind constantly, I don't think has been, I'm never going to be able to do it again. It's I need to find the answer of how to do it again. And, um, you know, I don't I don't take the statements that he's made about how he feels as lip service. because Really not the kind of guy that he is. Um, so, you know, I think, I think it's, it's exciting and, and I'm excited. You know, we'll be out on Monday, um, at practice and I'll be excited to see if you can tell, you know, can right. you see it? Um, you know, and, and, and certainly I think, uh, if, if, it is a noticeable difference, and he has found a way to gain some distance or some zip and and a little bit more ability to drive the ball than he did the last, you know, two or three years. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a huge development for the Saints, maybe bigger than, than anything else could have been.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm looking forward to uh, watching Drew Brees play this season, and uh, we're definitely looking forward to hearing some of your calls. I mean, you've been a part of some historical calls, you know, when it comes to Drew Brees, you know, breaking records. Yeah and we're looking forward to hearing you uh, actually report live from the Super Bowl uh, in Tampa this season.
1: Hey, <laughs> man, I'll tell you what, two years ago, <laughs> I thought I was going to get to go twice. So yeah. um, I feel like it's got to be our time eventually here. Hopefully yeah. it's this year.
0: Yeah, third time's a charm. But uh, thank you very much, uh, Zach Scree, uh, for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. And once again, like I said, we're looking forward to hearing from you this season. Thank you so
1: much. Yeah, thank you, but I'm sorry about our power, but uh, yeah, it was great joining you and, and uh, you guys enjoy the season. Okay, thank you. All right, take care. Bye. All right. All right. Thank
0: you.